Welcome back to Your Brain on Positive. All the love and support you need is residing inside of you. And we're going to make it easier to turn it on. Welcome to Your Brain on Positive. This show is designed around you to bring you the ideas that will flip that switch in your brain so you spend a little more time on the positive side of life. To help us get there, today we're going to be talking with Sanyika Street. The pause there is to allow space for his nickname that you're going to find out the story behind today. So hang on. Here we go. You know, the ride's going to get more interesting from here. Welcome, Sanyika. I am so excited. And my first question is, of course, did I pronounce your name correctly? You absolutely did. And that is absolutely the first question that you need to ask. Because when people do not ask me what my first, how to pronounce my first name, it reminds me that they are not listening. My, uh, uh, my name... My name and my height are the two first topics of conversation in any any situation that I get into. So, <laughs> I, so for me, they're both like icebreakers. So as soon as I, as soon as we talk about whether or not they pronounce my name correctly or what it means, and uh, just my size in general, then we're best friends. Well, there we go. You know the funny thing about a podcast: nobody knows just how tall you are, and of course, you are sitting down at the moment. So, how tall are you? I'll go ahead and play. Got it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, so, you know, it's like, uh, uh, like, um, War of the Worlds, right? It's like the throwback to radio. It's like no one actually knows what's going on. Like people doing magic tricks on the radio and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so for my next trick, my height will be 6'8. Whoa. Okay. So you do stand up and stand out in a crowd. Literally everywhere I go. (laughs) (laughs) Until I go to the one place, like I was at, I was at Sprouts one day. And I saw this guy, he was at least, he was at least uh, like 6'10 or 6'11. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm, you can have it. <laughs> I was like, you got it. <laughs> there we go. At that moment, you were not the tallest man in the room. <laughs> no, no. It's a pleasure to be here, by the way. Thank you for um, graciously having me. I am, I am grateful to be here. I'm delighted. When I started the podcast, The World According to Jackie, it actually started as a radio show. And the idea behind it was to help people own their space, not just the space around them, but the space that is the most important, that little piece of space behind your eyes and between your ears. And what has come out of that is, of course, I get to meet people like you. And there is no doubt, and it's not because you're tall, all right? It has nothing to do with being 6'8". You own your space when you walk into a room. Now, when I met you, and you still do, you have a nickname attached to your name. And so, what's the story? What's your world like? How did you end up being a fire starter? Uh, well, I have a, I have a, I, I'm going to directly answer the fire starter question. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about owning space? Oh, absolutely. What, in your view of me, um, why do you think that I own my space? The... Why behind it is what I want to find out. And so we're going to go there. So why you own your space, how you do it. Part of it is simply because you are obviously comfortable in your own skin. When someone owns their space, 
They are emotionally untriggerable for the most part. It's like, I call it wearing a layer of emotional Teflon as opposed to the way I used to be. I used to walk into a room and by the time I walked across a room full of people, it was like I was wearing a suit of negatively charged emotional Velcro and everybody's negative emotions were stuck to me and it felt really heavy. Yeah. So you don't seem to carry other people's stuff. That's what I mean by owning your space. You mm. don't, you know, so that's how it came about. Thank you for that. That's a beautiful distinction. I, I want to, um, I'm going to tell you about the fire started thing and then I'll circle back to the, um, to the not carrying other people's stuff, if that's okay with you. Perfect. Um, I got the name fire. I was at a, I was pursuing the development of a career as a keynote speaker. I did a keynote talk. And a friend of mine, very accomplished British producer and musician, um, uh, he's with a band called London Beat. And, um, and he came up to me after the talk. He said, man, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I think you're great. He's like, uh, he's like, I think with my help, we can get you from great to excellent and then from excellent to transcendent. I was like, well, sign me up. <laughs> I was like, where, 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 where does that happen? <laughs> and then, he, we hopped on a Zoom call like this. this. is one of my very first coaching calls. He was the coach in this instance. And he looked at me. He says, he says so tell me, he says, so what do you do? I said, well, I'm a coach and I'm a speaker. I'm a storyteller. And then he said, uh, no, 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 no. He said, those are modalities. He said, what do you do? And I was like, uh, I have no idea how to answer this question. <laughs> Like a minute goes by, two minutes go by, three minutes, three minutes, four minutes, and then at about the, about the five minute mark, I circled back to him, and then I said, I just mumbled something. Not mumbled, but I just like a low tone of voice. I said, I said, I think I start fires in people, and then he said, Oh, so you're a fire starter. And it's interesting that I asked you about my size because what happened after that, he said, sit with it for a week, come back and let me know what you think about it. I didn't know what to do with it. I was just like, what did, what did he just say? I was like, I don't even know what just, I just experienced. And then I went to this other guy who was helping me to develop my media, media kit at the time. And I asked him, I said, what do you think about this fire started thing? Cause we were doing branding. And I was like, what do you think about that? And he said, he said, you know, Cindy, you guys think I'm not really crazy about the fire starter thing. I think it should be something more about your height because you don't talk about your height a lot. And then uh, I said, um, I thought about it that night. I think I called my mom that night. And then the next day I said, no, nah. I said, I think I'm going to roll with the fire starter thing. I said, because I said, not everybody can be 6'8", but everybody can be a fire starter. Just to, to, to put a pin in that, you know, one of the first human innovations was the discovery of controlled fire. Fire revolutionized the world. It transformed the world. There would be no travel without fire because we could not transfer heat. There would be no light in the night. Um, fire killed foodborne illness. It allowed us to cook food. Fire literally transformed the entire world. So without fire, you and I may not be here right now. We have light. It is simulating fire, right? And so the idea of, uh, of the, fi of the, the first, the, the tribal leaders and the shamans of our time used to gather us around the fire. 
And so the first leaders of our time were the people that started the fire. They were the fire starters. So at, at a core level, it is about leadership. And it is about lighting the fire within, um, lighting the fire under someone's ass, and at the same time, um, holding the torch to, to paint a vision of the future at the same rate. Oh, that's beautifully said. I love the way you unpack that. And I love the story of a coach because I am a firm believer that while they say if you want to go far, you go with people. And if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. I don't think so. I think that we go further and faster when we work with mentors and coaches. That's been my story. I certainly did not go very far on my own or very fast. So, Without question. Yeah, I was a master of what I call incubating my own ideas. Okay, so <laughs> I'm talking about that, you know, if, if you sit down in a room with yourself and think of an idea, it is always an excellent idea. And then when you put rubber to the road and you start realizing that it's not working the way that you want it to work, and it's not happening in the time in which you want it to happen, and then you start getting discouraged. You're like, well, I tried everything. And I'm like, did you really try everything? Because I think, you know, one of the things about about me and my, I love the fact that, you know, you just brought up that idea of traveling fast, you know, with other people, because, um, you know, I always call it battle-tested knowledge. It's like, if you are rolling with somebody who has battle-tested knowledge, um, who, who, <laughs> who has the ability to be able to um, see through the parts of you that have been manipulating you to stay in the, in the mire and the muck that you have currently been in. Because many of us have been manipulating ourselves for our entire lives. And trust me, I have learned to see through all of them. <laughs> and, um, and even in my own. And, and by the way, I have coaches as well to this day. And because you can't even see through all of your own shit. Oh, I call it the elephant in the room. You know, we're really good <laughs> at spotting it for other people. You know, I mean, I train coaches in my mo- modality now. You know, I train them to be elephant spotters. You know, we go on elephant hunts for each other because it's hard to see your own elephants. It's hard to spot your own limiting beliefs. It just is. It's the human condition. But boy, we're good at spotting them for other people. I like getting some, paid some, for that. Some of us, like you, have been trained by people like you to be able to spot them, but you need to be trained at spotting. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I can project and I can say, um, you know, I can spot your a limit, what I perceive to be a limiting mm-hmm. belief. And at the same rate, it's, there's also something to, there's a delicacy to it. There's a nuance to it. Because it's not... You know, I was talking to one of my graphic designers on my team and I said, they said, you know, do you like this? And I said, it doesn't really matter if I like it. Um, you know, I mean, from my own perspective, yeah, I said, really, the question is, is, is it effective? Is it effectively accomplishing the objective of which I'm looking to accomplish? And so from a contextual standpoint, um, the only reason that I would need to spot a limiting belief is, in, is as you move in pursuit of the attainment of an objective. Mm-hmm. And so is the, obje- is, the, is the limiting belief blocking you from getting what you want? That's what I tell people all the time. I say coaching is not about some altruistic endeavor in terms of turning you into fucking Buddha. I don't really give a shit about <laughs> that. My intention is to help you get what you want. That is it. That's the only reason people come to me. Mm-hmm. They come to me to get what they want. That's it. So... Is it is the limiting belief blocking you from being able to get that? That's where I come. And I'm going to add if it's all right, because I love that. The the only point you're right. The only point going on an elephant hunt is, is it in the way of something you want? And the other piece for me that 
caused me the most anguish to learn was that it has to be permission-based. It is not kind to go and point out people's elephants without their permission. My daughters taught me that. Matter of fact, it got so bad that they started their phone conversations with me by saying, Mom, I'm calling to vent. Don't. (laughs) So I'd love to speak to that if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, uh, I find uh, that my leadership style is uh, seeking enrollment at every point along the journey. So before I chew out a client for not stepping into his greatness, I ask him for his permission. And can I offer a suggestion? Are you open to some feedback? Can I provide some reflection? And I ask it often. My clients, sometimes they get annoyed at how often I ask it. And I tell them I always seek permission for those types of things. Even when they gave me permission by paying me to be in their environment, still seek permission. And one of the reasons that I do that is because, you know, I would imagine that this is something that you already you already practiced. But, you know, the, the human body cannot tell the difference between a real threat and a perceived threat. The perception of a saber-toothed tiger or a lion is the same thing um, as a real lion. We receive it the same way. Our body responds the same way. Your somatic nervous system will literally... A deliver a muscle memory response as a result of that experience. And so what happens is that um, many people who go through that, go through their journey in life have been trained by people who, um, who invaded their space with unsolicited advice and the human body receives unsolicited advice as a physical threat. Yes. And even though they claim that there are some gender differences in how that lands in the physical body, I'm not buying it. I absolutely (laughs) believe that you are correct because if we, it's the implied judgment that somebody's done something wrong. And if we are being made wrong, we're taught evolutionarily to fight that. And the worst part is that if it happens when we're really young, we can't fight it. We can't stay emotionally present for it. And I call that getting a hole in your soul because a little kid viscerally gut wise knows if you leave me, I will die. So they cannot make the adult wrong. They don't have the cognitive ability, the perception. They don't have a prefrontal cortex. So the kid to survive psychically and emotionally starts to believe a lie. And the lie is there must be something wrong with me. And it pokes a hole in the soul of their ability to be authentic, to be in integrity, to believe in themselves. And I've spent my whole life trying to figure this out because I had so many holes punched in me by the time I was in my 20s. I could not put enough success and joy in the top. It all just leaked out. And other people's crappy attitudes and beliefs could seep in. And I didn't know where I ended and other people began. And that's how this all evolved is I am on a mission to help people understand who they are, the integrity of who they are and owning that. You brought up something I want to come back to if you don't mind. You said the body and brain can't tell the difference between a real threat and a perceived threat. Yes, and a remembered threat. PTSD. It is nothing more than a remembered threat. 
But there's another side to this coin that people don't talk about, Sanyika, and it is what gets me up and gets me juiced every single day. The body can't tell the difference between a real, loving, exciting, joyful experience, a perceived loving, exciting, and joyful experience, or the memory of one. And we can now know how to use our abilities with our brains to rewire a little bit away from that natural negative bias that helped our ancestor, the caveman, survive and into the joy. So I am determined to land this plane on the joy. What is it that you are the most joyful about today? I will answer that question directly. As I walked into the studio today, I remembered where I was last year when the pandemic hit. And it was in March. It was around, a, we were just getting news of the spreading of, of the virus in the U.S. And it was, things were starting to heat up over a week. And it was like Thursday, Friday, and then over the weekend, it just blew up. And then that, and then that Monday, a lot of shit started hitting the fan. But the, the thing that I, that I was thinking about as I was walking into the studio during that period of time is very similar to the place that I found myself at. Is I was like, I am so grateful to be in a position to be of service. Um, I can't tell you how, how grateful I am to be like literally having this conversation with you because regardless of where you, you know, uh, trajectory beats position. So regardless of where you currently are, are at, um, in your journey in terms of launching this, uh, this, this vision, you have already done something exceptional. And I am grateful that my contribution helps to accelerate your firing mission. You know, so, um, and because during the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, I made a declaration to myself. I said, you know what? I am not going to fall into the muck and the mire of what is happening um, around the world. And what I did is on one day on Facebook, I posted, I said, um, if you're feeling like you're going through a rough period of time, leave a heart in the comments. And then I will send you a direct message of inspiration, of love, and of um, and just to lift your spirits. Would you like to know how many people commented on that post? I'd love to know how many people commented on that post. 125. I sent out 125 direct messages. I had no idea how long that was going to take. And the and that and that period, it's, and I felt so overwhelmed with joy as a result of going through that process. You know. And it reminded me of this moment, you know, and I put out the, 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 I said, look, first three people that reach out to me, I'll do your podcast. And then I got like 14 messages <laughs> and I said, how can you be, you know, Fred and I were having a conversation the other day and he said, um, and we both agreed on this. And my mom used to say that she, when I was going through, you said you hit your point when you're in your twenties, I hit mine in my early thirties where my world was crashing down because I was stepping into accepting radical responsibility for my life. And I had no idea. And my mom said, you know, be of service. And Fred was talking about, you know, the creative aid and he was like, yeah, you know, help others. And that's exactly what I said. You know what? Let me just be of service. Let me just be of service in this moment, similar to last year, the gratitude and the joy for literally just being. When just showing up is enough, you know you are in the center of your own life. That was a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah, at the beginning of the pandemic, who knew I was coming in off of another trip? 
I was in the midst of setting up the nonprofit, the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, with my daughters. The pandemic shut everything down, and we got our 501c3. We got that launched on April 1st last year. We had no idea the need was going to go through the roof. You know, so we are calling everyone to join the Teen Suicide Prevention Society because it's on a mission to make teen suicide a thing of the past. And that mission now is spread. And I realize that everything I do, interviewing people like you, people who know how to inspire themselves first so that they have the energy to inspire others, which is what I see in you. This is on target for me. This is part of the mission to make suicide in general a thing of the past because when you are inspired by your life, you don't have any interest in leaving it. I don't have any interest in leaving this life. And if this life was over in this moment, I would be mm-hmm. satisfied in full acceptance. Um, so I, I operate in a, in a you know, to, to be in, this, in the greatest space of, I have to operate in this space of acceptance. I was having a conversation with the other day and he was talking about how he was so, so upset with the fact that his custody situation with his partner and, um, and uh, I said, um, I have never seen anybody going outside arguing with gravity. I ain't never seen nobody who was mad that they can't fly. If you are operating in acceptance of what is, then you become the standard. And so my question to you is, are you willing to be the standard so that things move around you as opposed to you trying to turn gravity into a bouncing ball, about, you know, into a bounce house so that you can start flying through the world? Um, but, but acceptance is the greatest form of being able to create, of creation. Uh, you know, creation comes from a place of acceptance. Um, I wanted to just say something about your mission. I just wanted to share this with you. I just sure. wanted to drop this in the bucket because something just came to me. Are you open to receiving it? Absolutely. Um, this is one of the things that, like, it it challenges maybe the preconceived notion of maybe what your mission is. But from a, I'm look, I'm a, I help my, I help guys develop their businesses all the time, and we talk about um, you know where do you help people on the point in their journey? Mm-hmm. And there's something that you said that just registered with me about the relationship that you have with you said with your daughters, mm-hmm. and. You said about something about targeting, like that, being able to help mothers heal the wounds with their daughters is not only like that is of that, like there are millions of of relationships that need that Yeah. Millions. I'm just posing that to you because were you to allow yourself to step into that possibility, um, I think it could be an untapped marketplace and I think you'd be able to serve people. I think you'd be able to create a massive amount of impact, income and, um, and influence in that space. That is all my only offering. I, I love that. I, I'm going to take that not only into my heart, but I have turned over the majority of the work of the Teen Suicide Prevention Society to my daughters who are now, you know, a, a little on the more mature side. Um, and uh, they're taking over some of the speaking. They're taking over a, a lot of the reach outs. So, yeah, that's really an interesting place to play. So thank you very much for that. Absolutely. It's called the mother wound, by the way. The mother wound. The mother wound. Yes. Never heard of that. You look it up. Send me a message back. It's powerful. 
Okay. The mother wound, the father wound. Got it. Okay. So I will pass that on and we will continue with that. I love that. The place we started was with a TEDx talk on how to stop teen suicide. And we came up with a really short script and we do demos now to groups and individuals of how to have the talk before you think it's needed. How to have the talk about suicide before you think it's needed with your kids and your loved ones. We call it suicide-proofing the world. So we didn't start out that way. We started out like every other suicide prevention program trying to intervene with people at risk. Where we ended up with was way upstream. We want to stop people from ever becoming at risk. That's our job. Thank you for that idea. I will look up those two wounds and the world is in, in great need of what you are doing. And so thank you very much for sharing your wisdom with me, for being part of this conversation for everyone who listens to this show, and for letting us come in a little bit into the world according to Sanyika. Thank you. It is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You know you're just getting started, right? Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, I'm not just talking about like uh, sequentially. Like I mean, like there's a, there is more. Uh, the shaman in me is saying that you, from, a, from another lifetime that you're just getting started. Now, there's an interesting conversation. I'd like to invite you back in the future, and we'll pick up there. Thank you, San Sanyika. Absolutely. Thank you for being part of this conversation with Sanyika Street, the fire starter. I hope that you enjoyed the journey into a space that kind of goes from six foot eight noticeable on a street to asking permission to speak. And if you don't take anything away from today's conversation, remember to ask permission before you speak, especially if it's advice that you might not have been asked for. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for turning on and turning up your positivity. We know that positivity is easier to maintain in a community, so we have one. Join our community on Facebook, Your Brain on Positive. If you've had an aha from the show, please head over to the community and share it. We love to celebrate wins. <laughs>